Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. He carried his own blood. He entered in once into heaven's sanctuary, secured our redemption. He gave of himself an offering to God on the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror, I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family and I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood. Once again, welcome to this program. Just before I bring up our speaker, I want to remind those of you who are here that there's a reason why you're here. If you're seated beside a friend who every now and then whispers, when we were growing up, we used to call it sweet nothings, tells you some things in your ears, leave that person. If you have to change your seat, please do. In a spiritual exercise like this, you need to have some level of expectation and desire for God to visit you. But I see in our midst, it disconnects by some of us. You are in the house of God. There has to be some level of fear for the Father. But more importantly, there has to be expectation. There has to be some urgency in your spirit about what God has to do in your own life. You don't have time for chatter. You don't have time for somebody saying something into your ear that will even distract you. And I beg you in the name of God. There are some habits God will break this evening. There are some things that are destructive that the devil has already started planting in your life that God will destroy this evening. I speak out of experience and I tell you the truth. The best thing you can do for yourself is to start allowing God to change you from this program. Don't wait to the next one. And so please don't allow yourself to get distracted. Anamayoga Kabika, I beg you. If I have to nail down and beg you, I will. I'm coming from a place and I know what I'm saying. Please. Don't get distracted. Don't allow anybody to distract you. Amen. So without wasting any much time, I'd like to invite to the stage the man God will use, um, our brother, who has been speaking to us since morning with his wife, Engineer Bolu Baba Onoja. You're welcome, sir. Amen. Um, thank you very much, sir. You just said some of the things I wanted to start saying. Thank you, sir, for helping us with that foundation. So I won't say anything on it again. 
I know God will help us. It's been quite exhaustive since morning. But I believe God that this will be another explosive time in His presence. Let's pray. Spirit of God, thank you that we have a connection with you. We are of you. We are from you. We are through you. Everything about us takes root from you and that's why we are blessed. We are connected to the blessed God from whom all blessings flow. And we carry the blessed life. This evening again as we explore that life, may it not just be an exposition, but let it be an experience. Let the impartation of the life begin. And let that life grow. Since it's a life, there's a point it starts. It can be truncated. It can be malnourished. It can be diseased. It can be quashokot. It can be malnourished. But this evening we are asking that this life will not die. You have begun to ignite something yesterday in some of our hearts. You have begun to awaken again a fire. That our joy does not come from the things the peop- things people say. It comes because we are connected with you. As you build on that this evening, Spirit of God, have your way. Have your way in our midst, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Young people, praise the Lord. Yesterday we stopped at Genesis chapter 14. And I want you to open your Bibles there. And we stopped at when um, the servant of Abraham, when Abraham came back from battle and Melchizedek blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham. Of the Lord Most High. And we said what makes a man blessed. As we read in Ephesians. Is what is his source. What is he shooting out from. What is he sustained by. What does he live on. What is his source of strength? This evening I thought I was going to have to share something else. But I'm being convinced of God that we continue that. So we will go to Genesis chapter 15. In the morning I said to those of us who are around. That God is committed to make your life blessed. He is committed to make you a blessing. He is committed to make your name great. As God said to Abraham, In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. I said to someone, not everybody, but I know I'm part of that generation, that in me and in you, Shall all generations be blessed. Amen. And I want you to live with that consciousness. I'm going to begin this afternoon by 
sharing with you the challenge Abraham faced. Which is the challenge every young man faces. Many times even elderly people. When God says a word to them. They look around themselves and it doesn't look like it. So after Abraham had finished the battle and rescued Lot and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah and had brought them back and Melchizedek had blessed him, we are now in chapter 15. Are we all in Genesis chapter 15? I need all of us to be there. Verse 1, I'm reading from the King James Version. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Abraham, fear not. I, the Lord, the possessor of heaven and earth, I am your shield. I am your reward. I am what you need. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast not given a seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. Now can you imagine that God came to Abraham and said to Abraham, I am your shield. Me like this as you are looking at me, God. God, Abraham, I am your reward. I will bless you. I will make sure that you will be great. And Abraham stopped and said, God, hold on. <laughs> you know, every time I read the Bible... I try to read it carefully. Please, in verse 1, what did God give Abraham? In verse 1, what did God give Abraham? Can you respond to me? What did God give Abraham? God gave Abraham what? Himself. God said, Abraham, <laughs> look at me like this. If anybody asks you, look at your life. It doesn't make sense. Look at the way people are moving on campus. There's nothing about you. And they say, what is it? What will you tell them? God is my reward. Now, do you know what it means that God, the whole God, <laughs> is Abraham's reward? 
And Abraham said, Lord, what will you give me? You know, I was going to leave this matter, but when I went back yesterday night, God kept saying, that is the problem of the young man. You cannot just leave it and start talking something. Because if it is not settled, whatever the man is building will still crash. Every young man is ambitious for the things that he will collect. If you are standing on the road now, and one kind of, I don't know what the latest Mercedes Benz class is now, a very rich Z class. What's the, who can tell me the, the latest class of Mercedes? We used to have C, we used to have E class, we used to have, there was S class. What is the current class? X. X class. Okay? X class passes in front of you. Or one of your classmates, his father used it to come and drop him in the class. And you see everybody in the... Have you seen cars that are passing and people are looking at like this? Even me, when I'm driving, there's a car that will pass you. You'll be looking at it in all your mirrors. You'll be looking side mirror, front mirror. Where did this car come from? As young people, they crave for things, for evidential things. is the greatest problem that God, that kills the blessed life. And let me inform you, if God does not get you to a point where you have overcome A.W. Tozer called it the tyranny of things. The oppression of things. You will never be able to enjoy this life. Can you imagine that God had blessed Abraham? But Abraham said, God, and you see, let me tell you something about things. The only thing you pray about is the thing you have not got. Am I correct? Am I correct? Have you, how many of you have gone to... Okay, we are young people, but is there anybody who has gone to a prayer house? Prayer house, where people pray. All these places where they prophesy to people. And You see, the challenge I have with all those people is last month, the pharaoh of my family must die. Next month... The, Hema, the Pharaoh died and resurrected as Haman. <laughs> so next month, the Haman must die. The other month, when Haman dies, what's the next thing? Nebuchadnezzar must die. So you keep seeing them going around a circle. All the things you collected last month should be enough to carry you at least for three months. No, 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 but you have to come back because things don't ever get enough. And that is the aspiration of every young person. When you see young boys around you, hit it big with bed ninja, you are asking, so why is this thing, what, why is, what is wrong about it? When you 
see young girls around you, young babes that you are better than, by every ramification, they go out and they come back. You say, what is it? What is the problem with me? Why is my whole life like this? So even though we have talked about relationship seminar, you say, let me just even have one person that is disturbing me. I don't... This one, they are talking of some people are disturbing me. But me, nobody is even disturbing me. I'm just there. I've been showing myself around the whole school. I go to shop, right? Come back. I go to spa, come back. I go to... I'm just showing myself. Sometimes you go to that place, it's 200 naira something you want to buy. Or 500 or 300 naira bread. Am I correct? But you just come out in shop, right? You just follow those guests and we say, at least let somebody see me and come and say, Hey baby, how are you? And you are... You are... Hungry for what does not satisfy. And let me announce to you that if anybody will enjoy this life, he must have been dead to things. Because the thing that kills this life are all these physical things. Met young sisters, very vibrant on campus, but they left. And the question is, look at this one, put her wedding on Facebook. Look at the other one, put her own wedding on Facebook. Look at this one, put her wedding on Facebook. Lord, what did I do to you? Look at everybody around me is getting married. What is my own problem? And at that point, you are at the verge of trading something very expensive. I have to tell you this now because whether you like it or not, as a young person, you have not seen those things now. So the earlier you begin to make up some of those things, I heard them also as a young person. So when I began to face those challenges in life, and people began to ask me questions, if a relation of mine some few months called and said, Have you seen our family? We should have been ahead of where we are now. Don't you think we need to arrange one prayer meeting? And let us do this and do this. And I laughed on the phone. I said, where I am now is very foul. I know you cannot see it. But I asked, I said, what I say? You know that even job, even money, even this. What was she calling? The things that people see. And that was what Abraham said to God. Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I am childless. And the steward of this my house is this servant. That was the servant that went to get a wife for him. And God began to talk to Abraham and began to talk to Abraham through that chapter. I will not read it. But I want you to note that that question was not answered even with all God's prophecies. Even with all the preachings that were going on. Even with all God was saying to Abraham. That question in his heart was, what will you give me? Look at, I'm childless. And I saw something say to him, but 318 people have been born in your house. He said, are they the ones that will inherit my blessing? 
And I see many, many times that's the challenge. People are so pitiable. All Christians look so pitiable. Unbelievers look at you and say, look at you, look at you. Even many times, the reason you are on Facebook is to show them that you have something too. Ah, it's even there too. They don't need to have something. So I see you, you, you went and sold one new clothes. And the clothes is taking their style. And you stood like this on Sunday after church. And you also snap. And you say Sunday things. The Lord is faithful. You know when you want to intimidate yourself, you say the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Look at how God, what God is. He could have only been God. It's not true. You are fighting a quarrel. You are trying to show those people that. Even me too. Even me too. I have something. Stop, 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 stop. stop. It's not only you that have something. I also have something. But I want you to know that this is the killer of the blessed life. Somebody came to Jesus and said, Lord, I want to inherit eternal life. I want, to, I want to touch this life that you are talking about. And Jesus looked at him and said, go and sell everything you have. And the man said, what kind, what kind of wicked man is this? Which kind of quarrel is this? Are you saying that if I follow Jesus, I will not enjoy? And Jesus said, yes, you will enjoy anything. Go and sell everything. Come. <laughs> I said, this Jesus is a wicked Jesus. <laughs> let, me just be full, let me just be liking you from a distance. This Christianity, I don't like this wicked kind of Christianity that makes things so frustrating. And so you see Christian brothers, Christian sisters, they have graduated from campus. All that is in their head. Hey, let me gather this additional this. Let me get this one. Let me get that one. Let me get this one. Let me get that one. When they buy a new car, they post on Facebook. When they are flying abroad, they post on this thing. When they are doing this thing. All, one of the things I have known and have learned is that Facebook is the most deceptive book on earth. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Is there any of you who lives in the village? Your parents are still in the village. You went home and you snapped in front of your village house. Eh? Is there anybody? Where do you snap? In front of where? You go and look for one car that you don't know whether they stole it. And stand beside it and let the gate and the signboard of ShopRite be showing. What are you fighting? It's the battle of even me, I belong. I don't think that following Jesus... In fact, some people even say, don't think that following Jesus does not have... It pays to follow Jesus. And the only thing you can show the world that it pays to follow Jesus is a car that you don't know where it came from. And many times some people will ask if it's a young man. Ha, is that your car? He said, no, the Lord is still doing it. The Lord is still bringing it. I look at it and I laugh. People are trying to fight that voice by all of these mediums. And listen to me, if God does not settle that matter, you will be on a battle all your life. Kings, you are a doctor and you are a house job. What are all your colleagues buying? They are buying a car. That they are using to do what? To drive from the residence, they are staying inside the hospital to the front of the hospital. And put a stethoscope so that they can intimidate everybody around. But sincerely, if you sit down and you ask yourself, you know you don't need a car. It's cheaper to be trekking around. 
and you save more money. But that is the class, the expectation. So you see that you save, you struggle, you buy a car and start spending money to maintain the car. And you just go and ask all those house officers who just spend money anyhow. You really see that it was not necessary. Am I correct? For many. It was just a class they are trying to meet up with. That the Lord also is faithful. We Christians, we also have it. Now, I want you to note that that question pushed Abraham into the problems of his life. I can't reach chapter 16 for you because I don't have time. But immediately chapter 16 opened. Sarah met Abraham and said, Since God has made me barren, you know, when it is your wife that is suggesting to you to do extramarital affair, you know it's very interesting. <laughs> okay, you are not married yet. It's your wife that came and suggested. Now I know very well that Abraham has been dreaming of that thing. He must have been seeing Hagar moving in his house and say, God, young babe. But I bind it. I bind this thought. I'm carrying the blessing of God. I can't do this. I can't do this. And Hagar will come and say, Uncle, I brought food for you. And she put it before him. Hi. And sometimes Hagar was a dangerous woman. Sometimes she will not just wear brass. She will just be moving around to carry Abraham's attention. So immediately Sarah said, ah, Let this woman help us to have a child. Immediately say, Yes, yes, that's true, that's true. That's, that's very true. I've been thinking about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Hagar. She was so excited. That was the problem of Abraham's life. And it's still a problem to today. Things. You leave school now. Somebody's come to. Inside your heart, you know this is not a marriage I'm to marry. But everything that you have heard, you see, I beg now, so I go suffer all my life. And do you know that God does not joke with that before he can bless a man. Before he can make that man different. When Abraham now learned his lesson and Isaac was born and he started following God, God came back again to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want to really check whether this boy has captured your heart. Or you stand up now, go and kill it on the altar. I said, God, why are you this wicked? The small one that I have now, you are now saying to me that I should go and sacrifice it. I want you to note that a man who has not gotten victory over the worldly things of this life can never consistently, continuously and increasingly carry this life. You will have bought it one day. I can bet you and I can assure you, you will abort it. If you have not come to a point where things are things to you and you are looking for something that is bigger than things, physical, physical, physical things, things that people can see, can touch, can handle, you have not come to a point where you are hungry 
For what is more, you see our uncle was talking here, I knew you didn't understand. He said there's a point you need to get to that your heart is looking for something more serious than what everybody celebrates. And you said, if that is all that God promised, a car, a wife, children, then God must have done me for one night. Because if I didn't follow him, I will get it. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If I didn't follow God, I will get a wife. Probably easier or faster. Oh, money will come sharp, sharp. And that was what began the trouble of Abraham. You know the story. What was the name of Abraham's son? Talk to me now. What was the name? No, the one that he had with Hagar. What was his name? Ishmael. Immediately he had that son. Abraham was 86 years. When I studied the Bible, I believe that if Abraham didn't have Ishmael, Isaac would have come earlier. Abraham had Ishmael. If you read the last verse of chapter 16, when he was 86 years old. Can we read it? Chapter, six, chapter, chapter 16. Abraham was 86 years old when what? Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Go to chapter 17 verse 1. That's, if you are reading the Bible, it's the next verse immediately. Yes? Can somebody read it for us? Yes, shout. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and I will make my covenant between me and now, you. Thank you very much. Now, can somebody give me the correct mathematics? 86 years old was the last record we had about Abraham in Genesis. The next time we will hear the name Abraham in the Bible. How old was he? 99 years old. How many years was that? 13 years of no record. I have thought about that 13 years. What was happening to Abraham? We never heard him build an altar. We never heard God say anything to him. We never heard him say anything to God. We ne- and let me tell you, if God did not interrupt that would have continued till Abraham died. Listen to me carefully. It was God who came and met Abraham. Abraham had gone so down that he could not even by himself resuscitate. It was God who came down. Brethren, praise the Lord. I just pray that our young people are understanding me. If you don't pursue God, let me inform you that nothing we ever make Nothing serious will come out of your life. Your life will just have period of silence. I would have said you should test it, but it's a very dangerous test. Because the truth is that for many of such people, they have never come back. As I'm talking to you now, there are many people who have graduated from this school and this chapel who can never come back to share their testimony here. Many of them. 
Many of them have entered a season of silence. What carried them away? Was it that they were pursuing a contract? They were pursuing a job? They were pursuing traveling abroad? They were pursuing a marriage, a relationship? Or something was pursuing them? Some of them, if you stumble on them, you say, ah, uncle, they, they are not, there's nothing uncle about their life again. Sincerely, you cannot associate them with all they used to be on campus. If they tell you their story, something happened to them. Now, in chapter 17, as God was resuscitating Abraham, God began to say to him, I have not forgotten what I said to you. And in verse 15, I don't want to read all the others, but in verse 15, And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, thou shalt not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be, and I will bless her, and I will give you a son also of her. I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be with her. God had not changed. His promise was still there. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. And said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old be heir? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael may live before you. And God said, Sarah, your wife shall bear a son indeed. Some versions, verse 19, began with said, And God said, No. Sarah will have a wife. She will bear a son. And you will call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him. For an everlasting covenant. And with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him. And I will make him fruitful. And will multiply him. Twelve princes shall he beget. And I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. Which Sarah shall bear unto thee at the set time in the next year. Brethren, how can God be saying that I have blessed Ishmael, but I don't have a covenant with him? I told God I don't want that kind of blessing. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? They say a man is blessed. God says, yes, I've blessed him. Now if you read that verse from the NLT, Abraham said, let Ishmael live under your special blessing. I say, ah, there's something called a special blessing. And I'm going to talk about that a bit tonight before we pray. But I needed to establish with you that if all you are thinking of 
does not have another tone to things. There's nothing different from just things. And you are waiting. You know, yesterday night I thought I touched it, but I still felt that there are some people's hearts that are still so, so ambitious. You are so ambitious. Say, this man doesn't know what he's saying. See, I have plans for my life. After I do this, I will finish this and finish that and do this and travel here and do all of that. When you finish and you come back, you will come to what we are saying. Your life will still be empty. I promise you. If you want, come, let's sign a bet. And I will stay. When you finish, I will take your phone number. You will take my own. I say, go and achieve all those things and come back. You will still be empty. And if as a young person, you begin to have an aspiration for something beyond what people celebrate, then I can assure you that this promise God has for your life will come to pass. Amen? If as a young person, you are already beginning to get unsatisfied with the things that satisfy people, and you are saying, God... I'm looking for something different. God, oh, that your hand will be upon me, that you will bless me like Jabez. And people say, oh God, why are you crying like this? Don't you see this? You have this. You have this one. You have this one. Your parents have sent you to school. You are even a doctor. And you look at them and say, Kai, if these people know, you know, when people introduce themselves, I see somebody say, I am engineer. Do you know what that means? That his profession comes before his identity, his name. That before you call his name, you need to know what he is, what he does. When I see that, I laugh. And people take so much pride in something that they have. You say, I am doctor, I am professor. And if people call you without that title, you feel so... Something. Sincerely, your life will not make sense. I don't envy such people. But if you are saying God, how could God say, I have blessed Ishmael? Now, if you read very well, I won't read all of that. Ishmael had more sons than Isaac. Ishmael had 12 sons. Isaac had two. At the time, Isaac, I mean, Jacob and Esau were trying to have children. Ishmael already had a generation. But the problem was that every time they spoke about Ishmael, they said he was a problem to everybody around him. <laughs> Until today, he's still a problem to us. Am I correct? Somebody was preaching one day in our church, and he said, if you are talking about money, he said, if you go to the Arab countries, they don't drive Belgium cars. Did you hear me? If you travel to any Arab countries, you will see small, small children like you. They don't drive all these cars. Your, papa, your father and mother are saying they have bought cars. <laughs> they don't drive Belgium cars. I've spoken with some people who have done masters with people from those Arab countries in the UK. They are the ones that live large. Those people are blessed. Did you hear me? All this money that you say you want to make, they have made it and they are tired. Some of those countries, their reserve is 
plenty for them for the next 20 years. Go and study about Saudi Arabia. They have enough money to take care of them. You are just talking of money. But they don't have a covenant. God said no. No. Let them take. But I won't give them my special blessing. And I will talk a bit about that. Then we will pray. What is it that God hid from Ishmael? What is it that God says, I will not give Ishmael. But I will bless him. I say, God, how can you bless him? How can you say you are blessed a man? We multiply him. He has princes. He becomes a great nation. Yet, he's carrying a cause. Right to Galatians. He was called the son of a bond woman. Do you know that's how I define everybody who has money without a blessing? I've asked God, God, kill the passion for this world more and more in me. When I see people bamboos the things they have, I say, but you are still carrying a cause. You are still a victim. And I will just say very few things about what God was saying to Abraham. Then we pray. What is it that God said, I will give to you, Abraham. I will give to your seed. Your seed will possess the gates of their enemies. Your children will be victors, not victims. And I will say just three things about that life. I think before I finish, my time will be up. But please, I hope the, I've already begun to kill the, the ambition for things in your life. Listen to me. If you don't kill it, it will kill you. Did you hear me? You are a young man and you are so ambitious. You want to make this. You want to make that. You want to make this. You are telling, you sometimes even tell your father, all these things you are doing, we are going to overtake all of you people. And you are, you have become so aggressive. Because you put 2,000 hours somewhere, turns to 20,000. Something your head tells you that there's a road there. You are already in for trouble. The first thing I want to say, a blessed man is a man that has victory over sin, over Satan, and all the devil's schemes. I know you have heard that so much, but I'm going to read some scriptures, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. 
I begin reading from verse Verse 18. But those things which God beforehand showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you, who the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, he shall, he shall you hear, in all things whatsoever you shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed. Ye and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Please listen to 25 and 26. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in your seed. Now you see what we have been reading in Genesis. And in your seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be what? And unto you first God Having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to do what? I need you to shout that. And sent him to do what? Now remove you and put me. Now can you see the flow of thought? That there were prophets who came and spoke. You will be blessed. You shall be blessed. You shall be blessed. You shall be blessed. In your seed all the nations shall be blessed. Your seed shall possess the gates of your enemies. God said it to Abraham. God said it to Samuel. God said it to Moses. And when they were saying it, people were asking, what is the meaning of this? The Bible said, actually, they were talking about these days. All that that blessing was talking about. Everything we have been reading that God was saying to Abraham, in your seed all the nations will be blessed and I will bless your name and I will make your name great and I will do this. And you are thinking that God was just talking about the fact that if you turn to CNN, you hear Abraham. If you turn to Twitter, you see Abraham. If you open um, channels, you see Abraham, Abraham, Abraham everywhere. That's not what God was talking about. And the Bible said, after he raised Jesus, he sent Jesus first to you to bless you in turning you away from your sin. Now, the church has so decorated, in fact, the way we repent now in church is so, is so interesting that sin has become our friend. A blessed man 
is a man who is above and sin is moving under. Listen to me. That is the biggest victory. The biggest blessing you can receive. I'm going to explain to you why. Every sinner is already in the camp of God's enemies. Every sinner that you see, every sinner that you see is a cost man. Hey, did you hear me? Did you hear me? And God knows that for me to come to church and say, ah, you are blessed. The blessings of the Lord be with you now, forever, tomorrow, next week. As you go into the week, I say you are blessed. I say you are blessed. Amen. I say you are blessed. In fact, the person with the loudest amen has the loudest blessing. People, you see people jumping up in church and say, yay. The devil knows that when you finish, you are under his feet. Listen to me. You are very unfortunate. If God wants to bless you first, <laughs> first, very, very first thing he does is to settle the matter of sin. Is to carry you away from sin. And is to give you the capacity to stop sin in people's lives. Did you hear me? <laughs> Did you hear me? I know many of us, but you see, unto you first, God having raised up his son, sent him to bless you. In turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Psalm 32 verse 1 to 2. Psalm 32 verse 1 to 2. Somebody read Psalm 32 verse 1 to 2 for us quickly. Psalm 32 verse 1 to 2. Yes, quickly. Yes, sir. Happy are those whose sins are forgiven. Whose wrongs are pardoned. Happy is the one who the Lord does not accuse of doing wrong. And who is what? And who is free from all deceit. Blessed is the man. Who the Lord does not count his sin against him. Who the Lord has covered his sin. Do you know, even when people repent in church, we don't get them to understand what is it. So sin has become something that I will just do and confess. That's one of the worst things the devil has done. Confession. I'm asking God, where did they see it? How did it happen? That the devil could keep people in bondage to just be sinning and doing confession. And there is no aggression. Hey, anywhere you step to and sin is pampered. Know that you have already finished. 
Every blessing you have is useless. If at all it's a blessing, just remember Ishmael. So if you're a young man here, and the Lord has covered your sin, you are blessed. What did I say? You are blessed. It is an offense, it's an insult for a sinner to hold something that you envy. Did you hear me? If there's anything you want to get and you find it in the hand of a sinner, that thing should you should lose interest in it. You are pursuing something and you say, When I get this, I will serve the Lord. Suddenly you discover a sinner is holding it. Just walk away and just lose interest. Still pursue it, still get it, but hide it. The greatest joy you can have is that our sins are forgiven. And it's not just that our sins are forgiven, we have mastery over sin. If you read Ephesians chapter 1 verse verse 7, he said, who has given us freedom? I wish that you can go and step into the hostel and do a research. Print a questionnaire. And get people to give you honest answers. Ask sinners some questions. You will value the blessing of the Lord on your life. Those of us who do a little of counseling. Oh my God. Sinners are in trouble. And the moment you don't value your victory. You are already slipping again back into trouble. The moment that victory becomes something trivial, and you can say, he's talking about sin again, you should move on to the next point. That is the biggest point that has happened to us. That our sins have been covered. Do you know what sin does? I was reading, I think, is it Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1? Hey. Sin gives the devil a legal right to operate. Everywhere the devil sees sin, he is legally authoritated to take action. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If the devil locates sin in your life, he has a legal right. He is licensed to harass you. <laughs> Did you hear me? In Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1, there was a high priest. High priests, they stay inside the Holy of Holies. And the Bible said that Joshua the high priest was standing. I don't know where he was standing. Whether it's in the altar or on the pulpit, I don't know where he was standing. And the devil stood to oppose him. Joshua will stand up and say, the people here are blessed. The devil says, shut up. Nobody here is blessed. Joshua will say, the church is going to move forward. The grace of God is going to come here. Things are going to happen. The devil will say, shut up. All of you go home. Don't mind me. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing will happen. Tomorrow, rain is going to fall. Nothing will happen. All of you go and rest. He will come and say, are you seeing this fellowship? We are going to grow this fellowship. It's going to become great. And our fellowship is going to grow. And the devil will say, you know what we are going to do? We will make the sisters and the brothers to be sleeping with themselves in the fellowship. 
And when they say, why are you doing this, Satan? I have a legal right. Anywhere the devil sees sin, and you see, when he sees it with believers, he does not wait to act. When God asks him, he says, where are you coming from? He said, I've been going around looking for people who are committing sin. That was what he was literally saying to God in the time of Job. He said, I'm moving around the earth. And God now said, did you see Job? He said, I beg, stop talking about Job. Talk about somebody else. Don't mind Job. Is it because he said that there's no one blameless and righteous. He said, God, leave that thing. God, leave that thing. If Job had one sin, the devil brings it and says, God, look at it. The biggest blessing you must treasure in your life is that I'm saved from sin. I've been set free from sin on the basis of the blood. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. And also I checkmate the devil. I say, devil, I'm standing on the blood and the finished work of Calvary to insist that you pack out of this girl's life. I'm saying that you can't stay here again. Get out. And the devil will say, what, what, I said leave. That was what Abraham did. He said, ah, say some people have captured you. He just stood up and said, Kai, this devil, eh? Say, okay, let's, let's move there, let's move there. Oh yeah, hold on, get, get away from me, get away. I'll give it to you. And they all ran away and he brought back lots. You thought he fought a battle with those 318 people? When a man is in tune with God, you have confidence against the devil. The devil fears it more than anything you can bring. When the devil sees a man, let me inform you that the devil doesn't fear how much he has. In fact, when you have more money, the devil can wake you up in the night and say, Oh yeah, wake up. Go and stand on the road at Utiba. He said, I'm not going tonight. I didn't like... I said, you say you are not what? You say you are not going where? Before I count three. So you see somebody who said, I'm not going to do again. The next moment, the person is going to do. And the devil saying, get away, move, move. If you don't move, I will deal with you. When she finishes, she dresses and snaps on Facebook. It's you that envies her. We know that she's a victim. If you sincerely step into her heart, she's crying. She's saying, how can I also inherit eternal life? Those boys in your class that keep full hair, that full hair is a cover-up. Their heads are empty. They just keep those full hair so that they will intimidate you. There's nothing there. And you see them, they just come and they just, yeah, oh boy, hey, 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 ah, hey, this class, now we go shake up. They can't shake nothing. If you stand up mistakenly and you summon small courage and say, nothing is going to happen in this class, I say nothing will happen. I want you people to know. And they say, oh boy, pastor, don't they talk. Pastor, calm down. And don't take that thing like that. They will be scared. Huh? Blessed is the man whose sin has been covered. Whose sin the Lord remembers no more. Tonight, 
If sin has been settled in your life, please celebrate it. Treasure it. If, because you see, when sin is settled, Satan is settled. The world is settled. You can stand up and make a declaration. Heaven will honor it. Every other thing you can assess. Once the blood has covered our sins. The Bible said the devil looked one day and said, Had I known, I would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I'm sure you have read the Bible that says, The wages of sin is death. So anywhere the devil sees sin, he wants to make sure that the person is properly remunerated. Did you hear me? The devil does not want arrears. He doesn't want your salary not to be paid. The Bible says when a man sins, his salary is what? You didn't hear me. His salary is what? His debt. The devil ensures that you receive your salary as at when due. He doesn't pay on a monthly basis. Oh, sin is something you must never toy with. That's what makes us blessed. We are sons of his Lord. Christ entered into the Holy of Holies. He offered his blood. He offered his death. And when he came out, he said, you are free. You are free to move around without security and you are not afraid. You are free to move around and you can even, you can even harass the devil. What blessedness is more than that? What's the second thing? Access to the Lord who is blessed. And you see, when I read this from the scriptures, oh my God, I was so excited. Can we read Psalms chapter 33 verse 12? Psalm 33 verse 12. Psalm 33 verse 12. King James or NIV. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Psalm 65 verse 4. Psalm 65 verse 4. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and cause to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy court. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of the holy temple. Even Hallelujah. Of thy holy temple. Hallelujah. Who is the man that is blessed? What is it about the blessed life? Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. And causes to come near to you. That he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. Even of your temple. There are two things I want you to note that we have access to. We have access to the life of God. 
And we have access to the God of the life. Please, I'm going to explain that. That access to God is better than assets from God. Did you hear me? What is the difference between assets and assets? Many people are more concerned about assets. What will God give me? For the blessed man is the man who has access. What do I mean by access? The man carries the same life that God carries. <laughs> when I was reading Matthew, you know I have not had the opportunity to go to Matthew chapter 5. But I'm going to make you understand Matthew chapter 5. So, when next you are reading it, you are not coming to ask, okay, am I a peacemaker? Is God blessing me? No, 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 no. Matthew chapter 5 was 5, 6, and 7 was describing a man who is carrying the life of God. So when we come to God and our sins are forgiven, 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 says, God takes the seed of his life and he puts it inside of me. So what I am carrying here inside of my life is God's life. That life is limitless. That life is boundless. Tomorrow I'm trusting God that before we end, I will be showing you why many of us never scratch 2% of that life. Did you hear me? You will live and you will die. You will not enjoy up to 3% of that life. But I want you to note, when Jesus was speaking to them, he said, love your enemies and pray for those who hate you. Then, you will be behaving like who, please? Oh my God, I've been to read that. You'll be behaving like who? Your father. So sometimes people look at me and say, ah, the way your attitude to things and all of that, I say, ah, it's not my fault. And it's not also my effort. It's my father who is alive in me. If my father were here, if God was here, he will behave like that. And I know I've not yet started scratching the life. So I say that we have access to the life of God. But so that that life can function well, we have access to the God of the life. So we can go to him and say, God, we need you to power this life with grace. And we walk out. And people are wondering, how are you coping and excelling in this kind of economy? The man is looking at you. He does not know that you are not living the kind of life he's living. 
And the question for me this night is, do you carry that life? If God has put it inside of you at new birth, brethren, there are several, in, there are several things that you need to begin to know about the life. I'm not going to touch Matthew chapter 5. I thought I was going to pick the first beatitude and explain it to you, but it's not looking like I'll be able to. When the Bible said, blessed are the poor. Now, if you read those beatitudes, the Bible didn't say, the poor in spirit will be blessed. Do you hear me? Matthew chapter 5. He didn't say, when you are a peacemaker, then you will be blessed. Uh-uh. Is that what your Bible said? No. It said, blessed are the peacemakers. So, when you are looking for a blessed man, you will discover that there is something about his life called peacemaking. When you are looking for a blessed man, you will discover that he is full of mercy. When you are looking for a blessed man, no matter how much he has assessed God, he will ever remain poor and insufficient. He will always be asking God, how much of you can I have again? When you are looking for a blessed man, whereas all other people, they are building their treasures on earth. A blessed man has investments. He knows how to invest. So when Jesus was speaking, he said, Blessed people, lay not for yourself treasures on earth. So whenever you want to check the account of a blessed man, you cannot check it by looking at the earth. His account is in heaven. His investments are in heaven. When you are looking for a blessed man, you cannot see him have, even if he peradventure he has an enemy, Rather than quarreling with the enemy, he prays for him. Because that is how his father behaves. So, you see, those blessings are not, I beg, I don't want to trouble with, tr- quarrel with you. The way you are looking for my trouble. The Bible said, if I'm a peacemaker, God will bless me. I want God to bless me. Eh? So, please, carry your trouble and go. No, 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 no. Because you are blessed, you will be a peacemaker. So he was talking about qualities of a blessed man. He wasn't particularly talking about things that we will do to get blessing. He was describing the kind of life that heaven supplies and heaven sustains. Now as young people, because we are far from it, it's an aspiration that every day we must be hungry for. Blessed. Blessed. Those who are persecuted for righteousness. So you see, when they are persecuting Peter, he just moves around and says, Wow, I just got some account blessings in heaven. I just got my account updated in heaven. Oh, they said they were rejoicing. They said we have the privilege to suffer for Christ. We have already expressed that quality of our life. So, as blessed people, we have access to God. And we have access to the life of God. What that means 
is that you can stand up and step into the presence of God. <laughs> and you can collect things from God. You can assess the things that God shares. And sometimes you come down and you distribute it for people. You know, sometimes I'm speaking with people, maybe counseling or something, and they're saying, Sir, I have this problem. As they are talking to me, I'm saying, Father, what does this one need? This is somebody in need. I need you to supply according to your riches in glory. And you finish talking with me. They say, wow. Wow, thank you very much, sir. I just felt elated in my spirit. And you, are, you think that there's one supernatural strength. Umba, I entered and collected it and gave you. And I'm going my way. Access. Sometimes someone says, ah, I'm writing exams. I said, exams is too small. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have reduced ourselves to beggars. Can we read Ephesians? Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Ephesians chapter 1. Yesterday we talked about we have been blessed. With all spiritual blessings in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1. Having predestinated us. You see, this is where I now need good news. Bro John, can you read that good news for us? Every time I read Paul's letters, you always see something that makes you look for either good news or NLT. You see big, big English. Okay, yes, read good news for us. Verse 5. God has decided that through Jesus Christ, yes, He will make us, He will make me His child. Yes? This was His pleasure and His purpose, yes? You said, let us praise God for His glorious grace. For the free gift He gave us in His dear Son. Thank you, sir. If somebody comes and tells you now that you have become the son of Osibanjo, I wanted to say Buhari, but I know you don't want that. You don't, since we have talked about Ishmael, you don't like that one. You prefer the son, am I correct? You prefer the son of Usibanjo, am I correct? Or you prefer the son of Buhari? Should I use that one? You don't like that one. So somebody comes and meets you and say, You are now the daughter of Usibanjo. Ah, some people say, My father, wherever he is, he should just go. If your father has died, you will just rejoice. Say, Thank God God killed that, my father. Good father has come. So that they will not say, I hated my father. But can you imagine that the son of Osibanjo walks in here and somebody goes out and says, Wow, did you see the car that Osibanjo's son rode? Hey! Now, wow! Will you be surprised? No, 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 you will not be surprised. Why? 
Because what? He does what? His father can afford it. Unfortunately, many of us don't know anything about our father. God just miraculously gave us an apartment. I think I said that which day that we moved into. One of the things I am learning, a brother taught me that, is that God, anything God does, don't be too surprised. You know when you are too surprised, it's because you don't know him. I'm not talking of thanksgiving. He, do you know what happened? He came and proposed. He proposed, God. He proposed. You mean he has proposed? What? He has proposed. Facebook, he has proposed. He has proposed. Wow, he finally proposed. Oh! <laughs> You're wondering what is the problem? He proposed. <laughs> I see the way people celebrate going abroad. Ah, I've got the visa. Wow. There's nothing that will surprise me now. Because I'm gradually beginning to understand the kind of father I have. I can sit down here. As we are sitting here. God will step into Abuja now and say, I need my son to get a job here. They said, but they say we didn't see his CV. I said, and God will say, this is his name. He doesn't need CV here. I said, I need my son to be here. And the next time you will get a call, they say, sir, um, we, don't, we just got your name and we want you to resume here. If I get to Abuja, I will not be surprised. Because the person who is my father possesses the heaven and the earth. Sometimes some people are talking to me, say, sir, when God blesses me, when God blesses you, I know they are talking about money. I used to consciously tell them, say when you have money, I am already blessed. Stop saying when God blesses me. If you are talking of money, say when you have money. Even that one, I have it, but you cannot see it. It's not, it has not entered my account now because my father does not know. He has not yet seen what I need that kind of money for. When I need it, it will hit my account. Boy, I will use it. Unfortunately, we don't know the kind of life we have. And the kind of father we have. Who has given us that kind of life? The Bible said, as many as believed him, he gave them what? The power. Do you know that you need power to become a son? And you need power to operate your sonship. You need to be able to step into the place and say, um, I come in the name of my father. Please, I need this door to be open. They say, we cannot, we cannot do this. I said, you cannot. I hope you know that you don't, you want my... And I just relax. And say, Father, just give him one delay. Do you know that the more you come to understand the Father, the less the devil can harass you. Now, let me tell you, those of us who are born again, the devil harasses us based on ignorance. Did you hear me? An unbeliever, it is his right to harass him. A believer, it is his ignorance that harasses him. 
It is your ignorance that gives the devil rights. The moment you begin to understand the kind of life you carry, that you are carrying the life of God inside of you. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father has lavished on us. That what? Can somebody recite it for us that we should be what? That we should be called the sons of God. Does anybody know verse 2? Is there anybody who knows verse 2? If you don't know it, you can open it and read it out for me. 1 John chapter 3 verse 2. Yes, quickly. Just yes, thank you, sir. Okay, read verse 1. Read verse 1. <laughs> the world, thank you very much, does not do us. Unfortunately, us does not know us. The reason you are harassed, you are pushed around, things are harassing you, you get so confused, you cannot, is that us does not know us. The Bible said that the world, when they see us on the road, they see a man who is driving one Polo Polo Golf. And they look at you and they say, ah, is he not that man that drives golf? They don't know us. <laughs> they don't know us. They don't know that they can be talking to us today. Tomorrow we are something else. They are saving money for it. We don't need to. We have it already stored up for us. Unfortunately, many of us do not know the extent of the life we carry. And this evening as we pray, I wish that you can say, Lord, Open my eyes. I want to understand the value of what I am carrying. That I am the child of the possessor of heaven and earth. When I step into a place, I don't behave anyhow. Because that's not how my father behaves. It's just not, I'm not doing it to please somebody. I'm not doing it so that I can enter heaven. That's just how my father behaves. Hey, did you hear me? Did you hear me? I'm not doing it. Will this one take me to heaven? Will this one not take me to heaven? Hey, this one. This one will take you to heaven. You will get there. But after some time, you will just reduce. You will not enter inside heaven very well. You enter inside another heaven. And so people go around harassing people. If you do your hair like this, you will not go to heaven. I said, get the person to come and meet me. Unfortunately, I don't see those kind of preachers. How can I be carrying the Father's life? And you say, I will not enter heaven. As I'm carrying his life and I'm in tune with him, if there's something I'm about to do and the Father says, no, 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 son. No, son. Because I am connected to him. I'm carrying his life that is connected to him. I receive that signal. Oh my God. I get delivered from trouble. I just move around. I get led every day. The Bible said, I didn't have time to read that. The Holy Ghost 
when I read it in Ephesians chapter, I think 1 verse 14 and 15 or 13 and 15, that when God, when we became born again, my sister, God looked at you and said, there are several promises I have for you. And I have written it down, I have shown you. I am going to give you a guarantee. Do you know what a guarantee is? Do you know what is a guarantee? I'm going to give you an assurance that what I said, I didn't lie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave my spirit with you. So the Holy Spirit is not for speaking in tongues. Only. The Holy Spirit is a guarantee. It's a, it's a backup that there's connection. The Father has a promise for me. I'm going to heaven and I'm starting living the eternal life here on earth. This evening, I wish you can say, I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I wish you can live out of this place with a fresh revelation that I'm not a beggar. I am a son. I'm a son of the family. I am a son of his law. There are no impossibilities. Because I'm what? I'm in the family. I normally tell people, people say, that God you are following, follow him where I wish they can. I said, in heaven, on God's table, my file is there. I'm a special son. I say it very unconscious. <laughs> very, I know it in my head. That my case is, is on heaven's fire. Once God is sure that your life and your ambition is not to be buying things and pursuing things, listen to me, there is nothing God cannot give you. Nothing. If you hear anything about my life tomorrow, please don't be surprised. Just know that I have assessed it from my father. It's time for it. But whether it's already been written and the file is on the father's table and he's just waiting for time to make it happen, it's going to happen. Young people, I want to challenge you as we pray tonight. You are blessed to know God. You are blessed to be called a child of God. Don't worry, when your class teachers mark exam, they say you took 15 positions. That is what your teachers say. That's not what God has said about you. Sometimes you write Wayek or you write second MB, they say you failed. And someone say, I failed. How can God be there and I failed? No, 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 God didn't say you failed. It's that teacher who wrote that you failed. I say, ah, you said I failed. Okay? And I just sneak back to the father. I say, Baba, what happened that I failed? And God will really tell you the reason. You come back with confidence. You actually don't even allow men to define you, certificates to define you. All of you are a son of the family. You belong to Jesus. You carry his life. As we pray this afternoon, I've just started by opening your eyes to what is it that we have access to. Our sins are forgiven. We have victory over Satan. 
We have victory over sin. We have victory over the devil. We have victory over the world. And our names are in heaven. God has a file with us. He's monitoring your life. He's watching over you. He's watching over his word to fulfill it. He said, my son, if sinners are doing this, don't don't bother about them. I have a plan for your life. Let's pray. Let's pray. Jesus, I belong to you. I'm a son of the family. I'm not a stranger. I can come into heaven and heaven says, son, we want to do this. One day I was, I said, I was happening. God told me that some of the things you are seeing happening in the state, in Enugu and some of those places, some Christians have settled it with God. Some of them 50 years ago, some of them 100 years ago, and those things are just playing out. And you think it's the governor that is doing it or it's somebody that is doing it. No, 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 no. There are people who have meetings with God. And they said, God, okay, God said, okay, um, this is what I, they discuss with God and things happen. That's the kind of relationship I want to grow. I wish that you can pray this afternoon and say, Father, I thank you. I have connection with you. Don't allow anybody to intimidate you by a bank account. Your account is in heaven and is funded by the Father. You, come, you can't measure yourself by BVA. No, 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 no. God has, uh, God has a record of me. I belong to him. I'm carrying his life. And he's in connection with me. That's the kind of life we have. I wish that after this meeting, you begin to get involved with God seriously. You begin to operate that life. The devil comes and tells you, you cannot make it. You hear a voice that says you cannot do that thing. And you smile and you tell the devil, you say, wow. You said this thing. In fact, because you said it, you are already in trouble and I must do it. Lord, I praise your name that I have been adopted. I bless your name, O God, that I have life in Christ. I have the fullness of life. I'm carrying the God life. And I'm not just carrying the God life. I am connected to the God of the life. I have access to his throne. I have access to his resources. I have access to his grace. I have access to his power. I have access to his fullness. Sickness shall not have dominion over me. Temptation shall not have dominion over me. I'm a son of his love. I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, there are no impossibilities. That thing the devil said that cannot happen. I receive my healing by virtue of my sonship. I stand on the risen blood. I stand on the risen Christ and decree that it is finished. There's someone here you are struggling with ill health. It's time for you to say, Father, I have come to take what is the children's bread. I have come to take what even crumbs can settle for unbelievers. I have come to participate in the inheritance. I have come to enjoy what is mine. Lord, the life I carry is the life of God. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you, Father. I'm not an ordinary man. 
I may look ordinary. I may wear ordinary clothes. I may drive an ordinary car. I may live in an ordinary house. But I'm connected to the extraordinary God. I am linked to the King of Kings. I carry His life. I am victorious over Satan. I am victorious over sin. I am triumphant over life. Oh my God, I'm moving in the power of God. I need you to decree tonight. I need you to exercise yourself in the fullness of what God has provided for you. You are not a beggar. You are not a beggar. You are a son. You are a son. You have right to the throne. You can come and say, Baba, this thing must not happen. And it will not happen. It will not happen. It will not happen. Because you have right to the throne. Oh, the king of all the earth is my God. I'm carrying a risen life. I'm carrying the victorious life. I have victory over the devil. I have victory over sin. Satan, get out. Resist the devil and he shall flee from thee. Resist the devil and he shall flee from thee. There's somebody here. You have been under the oppression of strange voices. Things keep speaking to you. You will not make it. You will not make it. You will keep failing. You need to rise up in your spirit and take possession of, of your inheritance. I just want you to give you some time to exercise your spirit. To take possession of what is yours. I have come to take possession of what is mine. The Bible said that God has freely given us all things. If he did not spare Jesus, but gave Jesus to us, how shall he not together with him freely give us all things? All things. Grace, power, utterance, fullness, wisdom, in, in intellect, all things. Let him that acts with last wisdom come to God who gives, who gives, and gives, and even gives all believers. Parambos kataya balebo shakamba yakata rebo samalayabo shakanda yaba. I have a space in heaven. God knows my name. God knows my address. The Father knows me. He knows where I'm going. He knows my future. He knows my husband. He knows my wife. I refuse to worry. I refuse to be scared. I decree this morning. I carry a blessed life. I'm connected to the living God. You may not see it, but that's it. You may not see the evidence, but the evidence is sure. He is my shield. He is my reward. I need somebody to exercise your spirit. Somebody needs to speak to the devil. There's somebody here from a family. And the Bible, the devil has said, everybody in that family, nothing good will come out of you. Who is the devil? Who is he that says a thing and it comes to pass when we have not said you this in our family meeting? Who is he? Never. I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. There's a fullness of a release of the life of God. There's a fullness of the release of the life of God. The power of God is taking over somebody's life. The Spirit of God is activating something in your spirit. 
you are rising out of here a different man. Lebos kapara basanta la bakerebo sataya. Librados kenda la bakato rebo sebanda yaba. Hibaro kalaba yabo sekanda ba. Teremes koto liba. Libros kapanda bo sekenda lima kata. Rebo santa ya Holy Ghost. I carry a guarantee that what God has said is sure. What God has said is sure. He cannot lie. He's the God of Abraham. He cannot lie. Hey, Abraham may die, but God cannot lie. My generation is blessed. My children are blessed. Out of me shall flow generations of blessing. I decree that my life will not finish like that. I must be a blessing. That thing which the devil has said is coming to an end. Maroskapa, libo shatari basmatukaya. Thank you, Father. Rebo sekonda la bakarima rebos. Libo boskapanda ruba shatari baya. Rimosketonda la ba. There's somebody you are receiving your healing. It's not me. Heaven is dispo is dispossessing the devil. The devil has harassed you for too long. Enough is enough. You are a son. You have right to the throne. You can come to the Father and boldly ask and say, Father, I ask you, this sickness let it be finished. This sickness let it be finished. And it comes to an end. Some of you have been asking God for grace. Some of you have been asking God for anointing. Some of you have been asking God for power. It's your right. You are a son of the family. You are a member of the family. You have right to God. In Jesus name we are prayed. In Jesus name we are prayed. The Spirit of God just said something to me. Listen very carefully, everybody. I see some of you are still begging God. Please God, please God. You don't take your inheritance by begging. Listen to me, I'm going to end with that. You take possession of your inheritance. There is nobody. There is nobody. Even Israel, when it was time for them to take their possession, they had to battle for it. They had to insist that this is my right. I'm not asking you to say, God, please help me. God, please. No, 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 no. Enough of that. The only people children of kings beg is their father. They don't beg enemies. They don't beg servants. So I'm going to pray for you and release that boldness and power into your life. Please stop begging the devil. Father, tonight, there is a revelation going on. Some of us are coming to the realization of who we are. Many of us have been hungry for things. And as we pursue things, you kept moving further away from us. 
But tonight, we are looking for the Father. Because when we have you, things follow us. Father, tonight, let this revelation become clearer. Open the eyes of our understanding. I see someone who is saying, is this possible? Do you know the kind of family I'm coming from? Lord, I'm asking, open the eyes of our understanding. Somebody, you are about to be released into something that you can never imagine. The day I read the Bible that whenever God wants to do something, He does exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or imagine. What kind of God are we? So why are our lives like this? Why are we like this? Lord, we are saying enough is enough. We can't have this kind of resources and every day we are beggars. We decree from tonight we are rising to this life. We are going to live this life. Not in heaven. If not, you would have taken us when we repented. You said it was your will, your pleasure, that everything will be brought under Christ. It was your will to make us children. Lord, I'm decreeing tonight. From henceforth, we will begin to operate this life. In the name of Jesus. Every fear that has held us back. Everything that people have said to us. Our parents. Our grandparents. Some of us say that we have entered a new family. We have been adopted into the family of Christ. And so we have right to every blessing. Tonight, we will begin to operate it. In the name of Jesus. We could have just looked at people and said, Come on, come on, let's lay hands on you. Your life will be blessed from henceforth. That one doesn't last. The one that lasts is an internal revelation. When a man moves around with the consciousness that I'm a son of the family. I command some authority. I can make decrees in the name of my father. Two of us agree. It is done. Lord, let that begin to happen in the name of Jesus. Who is that father? If his son asks him for fish, we give him snake. Or for bread, we give him scorpion. If wicked, wicked fathers can give good gifts to their children. How much more will the Heavenly Father not give the Holy Ghost and all other things to us? From this moment, Lord, we will begin to live this life. We get victory over Satan in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Many of us have been looking for satisfaction in things. We enter this relationship. We jump into another one. We want things to satisfy us. But tonight we are saying we are satisfied with Jesus. It's enough that he died for us. 
it's, it's enough that he's our father. It's enough that he's our friend. Any man who marries us is privileged. Any woman who marries us is privileged. To be connected to a child of the living God. As we move out of here, we move with that confidence in the name of Jesus. We will not find our satisfaction in people. Our satisfaction is in Jesus. The Bible said we are satisfied with good things in his temple. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. We will begin to enjoy them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to the Lord. Can you just continue to worship the Lord? The Lord has done for some of us what we couldn't have done for ourselves. name we have prayed. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for what you have done in our midst this evening. Lord, we remain eternally grateful and our hearts are still yet open to you for what you will do more. Lord, we plead with you that this meeting will not end here that the things you have done for us, that for us it will be a daily experience. Lord, we don't want to be saying, I used to remember when I was hot for God. We want to be hotter even as the days go by. Set us on fire. And keep fanning the fire, O oh Lord. Teach us to fan this fire until it becomes a flame that will consume both us and those who are around us. This is our prayer. We ask, O oh Lord, even for the vessel that you have used, O oh God, we are pleading with you earnestly that he shall experience a multiplication of the things he has shared with us. He shall experience a multiplication in his life in the name of Jesus. This is our prayer, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. It was-
accepted our seal of redemption, the blood of our Christ, God's holy Son. He bought for us a standing of eternal sonship with all its rights and privileges on the ground of his blood on the basis of the blood on the basis of the blood i'm more than a conqueror i'm a son of I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood. 